You're listening to the Sean of the South podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dietrich. We are coming to you live this week from the Buchanan County Cattle Auction. The music you hear behind me is Kelly and the Cowboys, a four-piece band from North Carolina, led by the stunning country vocalist, Kelly Brady. Well, I certainly hope you had a happy Thanksgiving last Thursday. I know I did. I hope you walk down the hallway in your pajamas to find a family of people who all know your nickname sitting in your den. Killing the Cowboy is going to play for you. church on the chairs lining the wall right before Pastor Simeon's office and we knew it was bad. We had the deacons mad at us and the pastor was mad at us and even our special secretary Linda was mad. Rumor had it they were going to execute us. (laughs) They were going to kill us Southern Baptist style. They were going to quarter us bread and batter us and deep fry us and then serve us for Wednesday night potluck. (laughs) We didn't mean to get in trouble. It was just more of a reaction. You see, we were standing up for Charles. Charles Denny was a man who was beloved by the community, but especially by us boys. Charles Denny was a man who lived on the edge of town just off Richard Street, and his house was completely littered in the front yard with bicycles that were taken apart, and old rusty frames which were embedded halfway in to the dirt. Charles Denny was a man who repaired bicycles for local kids and then delivered them, or he placed them in the driveway for sale with a sign that said, free bicycles, and it was understood that if you needed a bicycle, you could go to Charles's house, and there it was for you. And he did this because he was raised poor. 
And he was an underprivileged child all his life. And so he did this for the underprivileged. On the porch of Charles Denny's house was French Fry. French Fry was a bloodhound. And she was big with paws the size of frying pans and skin that was so loose that it flapped whenever there was a stiff breeze. She had long jowls that hung halfway down to her knees and saggy eyes that were long and black. French Fry was Charles's greatest friend. Charles came alive during the Christmas season because in the Christmas season, that was when Charles made deliveries for the Baptist church. At Christmas time, the Baptist church had what was called the mercy tree, and we put it in the lobby. And then people would exit the church or show up early to church with big colorful boxes and packages, and they would fill the space underneath the tree. And the presents would keep piling up until they had reached the ceiling almost. Colorful gifts which contained things like coats and shoes and warm clothes for people who were needy. Charles would take these boxes underneath the authority of the Southern Baptist Church and he would deliver them to people in the community. Not just children, but everybody. And he would take French Fry to do his deliveries with him. The only problem was French Fry was a wild dog. She was notorious for raising hell. (laughs) Pastor Simeon didn't quite like Charles and French Fry. It was probably because he was a messy man. He was notoriously unkempt. If you went into his house, the house which had needed a coat of paint since the 1950s, you would see nothing but Winston cigarette butts and books where you would find dishes in the sink which had been piled up for weeks and weeks. And this flies in the face of good Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists are the ones who originated the phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness. (laughs) On the Wednesday night board meeting after church, the men from the church left the meeting and they went into the small fellowship hall where they gathered together and they had a board meeting. And if you've never seen a board meeting at a Southern Baptist church, you're missing out. It's 45 men with white hair getting together and using Southern Baptist words, even when they disagree. These are men who disagree on everything from politics to whiskey preferences. And they can use Southern Baptist phrases in such a perfectionistic way that they can cuss people out without ever saying a single cuss word. It's a gift. It's a gift. And this particular night, Charles Denny and French Fry were up for discussion. Leading the discussion was Pastor Simeon. Pastor Simeon was 28 years old. He was 28 years old and he was from Michigan. He had hair that was palmated to his head. And he led the meeting, but he was always very careful not to say too much because he was younger than everybody else. And to say too much would have given away his age. He was very self-conscious about his age. In fact, he had listened to a few recordings of himself preaching sermons, and he thought they were too high. So in the back of a popular mechanics magazine, he had ordered a kit which advertised that it could lower a human voice by at least half an octave. It was a spray bottle and an inhaler and a saline solution. 
And rumor had it that was why Pastor Simeon had been coughing so much. But he did have a high-pitched nasal voice. He was from Michigan. And there is no more effective form of birth control known to man than a Michigan accent. <laughs> Mr. John Laplolly stood first in the board meeting and he said, we've got to do something about Charles Denny and that dog. That dog does nothing but raise Cain. In fact, it was true. Last year when Charles had made his deliveries, Charles had gone to the hospital first and he let French fry out of the truck. She ran through the the sliding glass doors into the five-room hospital, and she had ran up into Miss Helen's bed, and she was receiving a rheumatoid arthritis treatment, and it, it caused Miss Helen some pain, even though Miss Helen laughed. And French Fry was banned from the hospital forever, and this reflected badly on the Baptist church. Also, they had gone to the nursing home, French Fry and Charles, and Charles had turned her loose and French fry ran into the nursing home. She leapt into a large, oversized planter where mother-in-law's tongue was growing and she dug herself a little hole right in front of everybody and she left a steaming pile of Christmas gift. Several of the older folks in their wheelchairs and with their walkers saw it all happen and they laughed so hard that a few of them made steaming Christmas gifts of their own. <laughs> the community loved Charles. And it would not be an easy thing to do to tell him that his 18 years of service would just up and vanish and they would hand it to someone else. They voted and they decided that Charles and French Fry would be demoted. They issued John Laplolly with the task of telling Charles. John drove through the town, rehearsing his lines of, as to what he would say when he arrived on Charles's porch. He would, he would use the Southern Baptist way of firing somebody. They would promote him. <laughs> but that is how it's done in this tradition. You never, ever demote or fire or let anyone go. You always promote them. He weaved his way along that dirt driveway through the old bicycle parts, bicycle frames embedded halfway into the mud, and old tire spokes and rims hanging around everywhere, bicycle chains hanging from nails on Charles's porch. And on the porch was French fries seated with her legs crossed. And when he got onto the porch, she was already onto her feet, and she was baring her teeth at him. And she growled all the louder. He rapped on Charles's door. Charles answered. He was covered in grease. He had a grease stain on his forehead and hands that were covered in black. And he said, why, John, what can I do for you today? And John took one large breath, and he said, Charles, I'm here to promote you. <laughs> but Charles's face did not break into a grin. He didn't make any move. He just stared at John Laplolly. John said, the thing is, Charles, we, we've been wanting to pass off the Mercy Tree program to, to some younger kids, uh, to let some of the younger Christians step up and perform their, their duties to the community. John hung his head 
felt silly after he'd said it. Charles said, oh, I see. I see you're firing me. He said, no, no, we're, we're promoting you, John. We, we'd like you to take more of an administrative role. Charles said, John Lapolly, I've been a Baptist for 69 years. I was in the Sunday school class with your parents before we were old enough to wipe our own asses. I know how a Baptist gets fired. John hung his head again. He said, well, the decision's been made. The board voted on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he walked off the porch. And French Fry followed him. She growled and walked him to his car, baring her teeth. And then she chased his car down that dirt road, howling and barking. And she sat by the mailbox, yelping at him the entire way. That next Sunday, Pastor Simeon got up and delivered a message in his Michigan accent. Us boys in the audience noticed that he was coughing an awful lot during that sermon. He talked about Christian charity and how to be kind to your neighbor and how to, to love one another. And when the service was over, he announced that the mercy tree was in the lobby and that presents could go underneath as if we needed any reminder. Only there were no presents left underneath the mercy tree that day. Not a single one. And years earlier, there had been presents which were stacked clear up to the ceiling, wrapped in colorful bows and ribbons. But this year, nothing. Nothing. And this perplexed Pastor Simeon, he, he and John Laplolly tried to figure it out. And while he was on his way home, John Laplolly sat at the caution light, and he saw Charles Denny's beat-up pickup truck ride past at a nice little clip. And when he caught a view of the tail section, he saw a bloodhound sitting in back amidst a mound of colorful Christmas presents. And that bloodhound seemed to be laughing at him. <laughs> and so angry was John Laplolly at that dog and Charles that he held his hand out his open window and he extended the finger which is right next to the index finger. And while he held it there, he noticed that Miss Mabel and her daughter Julie were walking by. <laughs> Pastor Simeon and John Lapoli showed up on Charles and his porch, and French Fry growled just like she had before. Charles came to the door, and Pastor Simeon broke the ice first. He said, Charles, we didn't have a single present underneath the mercy tree. And someone said they saw you driving down the road with a truck full of gifts. Charles smiled. He said, I didn't steal any presents. In fact, I don't even go to that church anymore. I'm a Methodist now, haven't you heard? Pastor Simeon looked at John, and John looked at Pastor Simeon. He said, what? Oh, yes, said Charles. They started a brand new mercy tree over at the Methodist Church. I'm the one who, who spearheaded it. The Methodist Church had put out a tree in their lobby, which was bigger than the Baptist Church's tree, with more space underneath it. They'd collected twice the amount of presents that the Southern Baptist Church ever collected. So you can imagine how shocked we were 
when we heard that only a few days later, while Charles was in his lawn smoking a cigarette and replacing the bike chain on a, on a bike, that he heard a loud boom a little ways down the road, and it was followed by the sound of screeching and the sound of howling, the dog howling. And there was no question about it. French Fry had darted into the middle of the road, and she'd been hit by a truck. And the man driving the truck stopped, and he lifted her. And he drove her to Charles's driveway. Her legs were shattered. She was not killed, but she was in immense pain. They took her to the veterinary hospital in Pensacola, Florida, and they rushed her into surgery. And for the next few weeks, she sat on Charles's porch, wrapped in bandages and gauze, and she would make messes all over herself, and Charles would spray the porch down with a water hose and Dawn soap, and he would squeegee it. He would squeegee his porch clean, and then he would change French fries bandages. He loved that dog. And that's when people started coming. A boy came with a bone wrapped in ribbon, and he placed it before French fry, and he kissed French fry on the snout. And a girl came next. She had barbecue brisket wrapped in butcher paper. She placed it before the dog, and the dog looked at her and then looked at the package and sniffed and couldn't decide which she loved more. People came from the nursing home. They came accompanied by their nurses, and they walked toward the porch with their walkers and canes, and they pet French fry on the head. And they gave boxes of milk bones and cans of dog food and whatever they could to show their gratitude. By the end of the day, French Fry's porch was so filled with gifts and food that a bloodhound, who was known to be hell on wheels, was the most beloved thing in three counties. And there was a hand-painted sign in Charles' front yard made by a local artist woman. She painted the piece of plywood and cut it out into the shape of a bloodhound who was wearing a Santa Claus cap, and it read, Get well, French fry. Well, Pastor Charles and John Lapwell did not visit French fry, not even when the doctor removed her bandages. And even when French fry took her first steps on Charles Denny's front porch to the applause of several of us kids, John Lapwell and the pastor were nowhere around. When asked about it, they said, why, he's a Methodist now. Well, several of us neighborhood kids who'd been pulling for French fry the whole time were there. We'd not just been pulling for French fry, we'd been pulling for Charles, the man who had decided to repair bikes a long time ago. He'd repaired so many bikes that every child had at one time or another ridden a Charles Denny bicycle. And by God, we rooted for him. And we visited that porch often just to check on French Fry, just to see how she was doing. Because she was more than a dog. She represented a man. A man who cared about kids. And men and women who care about kids in this life are about as close to God as you'll ever get. And that I swear to you, before God and all his angels is the story of how piles of dog poop ended up in the front seats of John Lapalolly and Pastor Simeon's cars.
Thanks for listening to Sean of the South. I've been your host, Sean Dietrich, and it has been a pleasure. I certainly hope this past Thanksgiving weekend has been a wonderful weekend for you. If you want to hear anything more about Kelly and the Cowboys, you can visit kellyandthecowboys.com. If you want to know anything more about what I do, it's seanofthesouth.com. And while you're there, drop me a line. I always love to hear from my friends. And friends, remember, the very best thing about the future is that it only comes one day at a time. Have a good day.